Good morning. Wow. Without this, it should be a miracle that I can say something. It really would be a miracle. You're ready for Lord, the Lord to touch and heal someone today? <laughs> he just did. My name is Areli. I'm one of the pastors, the family pastor here at the Vineyard, and I want to welcome you. We have been uh, talking about parables, the stories that Jesus told. He was a great storyteller. Um, parables are early stories with a heavenly meaning. I said that before. They are centered in the kingdom of God. They talk about the good news. They talk about the gospel. And today we are going to explore the lost and found section of the Bible. It's a really good one. But before we do, I want to ask you something. Do you have a collection of any kind at home? Think about it. You collect something. I collect dust in my house. <laughs> I displayed it on my furniture. It is there for you to come and see it. <laughs> come over. Okay, take some. <laughs> Just kidding. I, I have a collection of cast iron pans. I have a picture of them. Um, I have about 20 of them. I know them very well. I know which one is heavier. I know which one is seasoned better. I know which one is good for eggs. Not all of them are good for eggs. I know them. Actually, I have one. It has a name. Many of you know her. Her name is Lola, and she's a showgirl. I love cooking. I entered cooking contest, and uh, Lola and I partnered together, and we have won very good prizes. Um, my husband, Jeff, he collects books. He reads them first, and then he collects them. Nev they never go away. He has over 100 books, and if I will take one of, or two out of there where he puts them, he probably won't even notice. And if I'm missing one of those cast iron pans, I probably won't even notice it either. But 100 items are a lot of something, isn't it? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I just pray that as I open your word, you will speak to us through me today. Fill me with your spirit, Lord. Let us hear your voice in your name. Amen. Why don't you go with me to Luke chapter 15. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. The parable of, of the lost sheep. I'm reading. Tax collectors and other notorious sinner, sinners often came to listen to Jesus teach. This made the Pharisees and teachers of religious law complain that he was associating with such a sinful people, even eating with them. So Jesus told them this story. If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what would he do? Won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go to search for the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he, he has found it, he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulder. When he arrives, 
he will call together his friends and neighbors saying, Rejoice with me, because I have found my lost sheep. In the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and heaven straight away. See, the NIV version of the Bible, this is the NLT, but the NIV says something that caught my attention long ago. It says this, suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and lose one of them. Jesus wants us to put our shoes in the same place as the owner of the sheep, and you just lost one. A book is not important, but a sheep, you know, it is something. So he wants us to know how he loves, how he loves us. I'm going to paint this uh, picture to you. We are not around sheep much, are we? No? Amen? No? No one? Okay, I knew that. Sheep are mentioned in the Bible more than 200 times. Over 200 times are mentioned in the Bible. I know it was part of the back then, the economy, and who was, you know, they were around them. But it is something very important for us to understand. The Lord compares us to sheep. There is one scripture that says that we are going to fly like an eagle. But he doesn't call us an eagle. He says on Psalm 100 verse 3, Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pastures. We are called sheep. So what are those animals? Let's see what, how do we relate to the sheep. They make facial expressions, facial expressions and show emotion. Okay. They are very social creatures. Some of them are, or us are. They have good memory. They can remember up to 50 different people and animals for years. Female sheep are very, very caring. They are flexible and adapt to different habitats. Habitats. Hey, I'm one of them moving here, there, and everywhere. They consume between two and four and a half pounds of food per day. Who relates to that one, huh? <laughs> Let's see what sheep are not. They don't have a sense of direction. They get lost very, very easy. Thank Lord for GPS. Turn right, turn right. They don't have a good sense of sight. They are not very strong. They become restless. I am so, so tired. And they're not very smart. But they need a shepherd. They have great sense of hearing. And they follow only their shepherd voice. If the shepherd doesn't take care of the sheep and takes them to places with green pastures, the sheep will stay right there where they are without food or water. They need the provision and the guidance of the shepherd. So if we talk about the shepherd, let's see what does he do. And by definition, the shepherd is someone who watches over looks after or guides the sheep. And it's not written there, but also loves the sheep and develops a close relationship with them so they can trust him and know his voice. 
He understands the needs of the sheep better than they do. Defend sheep against the enemy. Works tirelessly to provide protection and security. Examines them from injuries and diseases. Goes ahead of the sheep. So if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them get lost, what would he do? Won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go to search for the one that is lost until he finds it? A sheep wanders off the field and leaves the shepherd. Goes to an adventure. Gets in trouble. Eats things that maybe they're not good for her. The wool of the sheep tells us exactly where she has been. And you know what they do when in danger? <laughs> they make noises. The wolf is in front of them, and instead of running and hiding in one spot, he says, bah, here I am. Come get me, enemy. And gets in trouble. That's God talking right now to you. Luke 15 starts with something that is very important for us not to miss. The verse says, tax collectors, tax collectors and other notorious sinners often came to listen to Jesus. I know for sure that I'm not a tax collector. Maybe not even a notorious sinner, but I am a sinner. Romans 3, 23 says this, For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standards. Maybe you know it like this. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And that deep in my heart, in my spirit, I can close my eyes. And I can say, por cuanto todos pecaron. Y están destituidos de la gloria de Dios. All of us. All of us have sinned. The word for sin in Greek is hamartia. Missing the mark. Missing the target. We all miss the mark. We all miss the target. We all have a hamartia as a friend, and we were just walking around everywhere with her, or him, or it. I don't know, whatever the sin is. And what does sin bring? It brings confusion. It brings confusion. Why? Because sin presents it itself in an attractive way. It feels good, but feelings, my friends, are deceptive. Your brain starts to think that what you are doing must be good because it looks and feels good. So you start thinking, okay, well, what I'm doing, it feels good, you know, looks good, it's attractive, um, it's okay to do it. It doesn't matter how, to, how you call it. A sin is a sin. I'm going to tell you a story to illustrate this. A few weeks ago, a friend of mine invited us to uh, watch a movie. There were a bunch of ladies there. And we were all talking about what movie we were going to watch. And we were not getting anywhere. We suggested this one and we suggested the other one. And there is one of the ladies that has never seen any of the movies we were suggesting. And, but if it was a Disney movie, boy, she has seen them all. All of them. So I started thinking when my um, daughter was little, uh, 
three years ago, you know, like three years ago, and uh, no, many years ago, and we were watching La Sirenita, The Little Mermaid. You remember that movie? There is a scene in the movie where The Little Mermaid comes with the flounder, the flounder, yeah, yeah, the fish, and then he bring, I mean, she brings to the seagull something, and I said to this person, so then you know what this is. This is a cachivache. And the seven ladies in the room said this. It is a dingle hopper. See? This is a dingle hopper. See? Let me explain it this way. This way. Ariel comes to the seagull, presented this thing to her, to him, whatever. And he says, this is a dingle hopper. He shows her how to use it. I won't do it because it will go like this. It convinced her that this is a dingle hopper. And she goes her way, calling this thing a dingle hopper and using it the way they told her how to use it. And it feels good and it's right. So I don't know how you can stand, but this is a fork. And it's still a fork, no matter how and what you call it. You got it? Yeah, maybe you did, and I'll tell you a different story. <laughs> I remember my daughter. She was nine years old. Alan was probably a baby. We were having dinner, and it was just really good. Lola was not there in our house yet, but we were making, I make this dinner, and we were having dinner, and um, she was not feeling well all day. But the dinner was so good that she kept eating. And then dessert came. Normally, I do not bake dessert, but that day I did. And she kept eating, and she kept eating, and I told her, could you just stop because you are not feeling well? But she didn't. She finished the whole thing, even if it wasn't good for her. In the middle of the night, she screamed, Mom! So I ran to her room. I turned the light on, and in front of me, she started to throw up. Big. I don't have a picture of that. <laughs> She's standing right there in a red mess, she's looking at me, and without saying anything, she's telling me, I created this mess, and I have no idea how to clean it up. And this is what we do when we wander around. We go away on our own way from their shepherd. We created a mess in our own. We start eating things that we are not supposed to eat, call it whatever, food, whatever, you know. Call it a dingle hopper. I don't know. But then you come to the realization that you are lost, that you are in danger, that you are restless and spiritually dead. Because sin brings confusion. And confusion brings spiritual slavery. You are tied up into that sin that you are doing again and again and again, and you become a slave. You are convinced that what you're doing is good, so you can do it. And you think that you can quit at any time. Oops, this is, you know, I can do this anytime. It can just stop right now. And your spirit is trapped, and you are not free. And your spirit is dead. And you are many times physically sick and not functioning well. You are physically, mentally, and spiritually restless. So now, what do we do? 
Back in the Old Testament, God made us a promise. And guess what? His promises are forever. They never change. So why don't you go with me to Ezekiel 34. Ezekiel 34, verse 11. And I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. The Good Shepherd. For this is what the Sovereign Lord says, I myself will search and find my sheep. I will be like a shepherd looking for his scattered flock. I will find my sheep and rescue them from all the places where they have scattered on the dark and cloudy day. I will bring them back home to their own land of Israel from among the peoples and nations. I will feed them on the mountains of Israel and by the rivers and in all the places where people live. Yes, I will give them good pasture land on the high hill of, hills of Israel. There they will lie down in pleasant places and feed in lush pastures of the hills. I myself will tend my sheep and give them a place to lie down in peace, says the sovereign Lord. I will search for my lost ones who strayed away, and I will bring them safely home again. I will bandage the injured and strengthen the weak. Today I'm just letting the scripture speak by itself. Remember I told you how Romans 3.23 says that we all have sinned. Let's see what Romans 3.24 says. Yet God freely and graciously declares that we are righteous. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sin. He who knew no sin became sin for us and paid the price. God the Father promised that he himself would go and look for us. So in the Old Testament, God talks about the shepherd. Let's see in the New Testament. Go with me to John 10. The good shepherd and his sheep. I tell you the truth. This is Jesus talking. Anyone who sneaks over the wall of the sheep hole, rather than going through the gate, must surely be a thief and a robber. But the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep recognizes his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name. Oh, Lord, you are so good. And leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. Are you holding a dingle hopper? Are you confused about your life? For God is not a God of confusion but of peace is the scripture. And you are love with perfect love. God is looking for you. If you let your life be found by God, it's going to change your eternity? Yes. Jesus will come one day and reign forever? Yes. And the lion and the lamb are going to be friends again? Yes. But what about today? Your everyday life can change. The kingdom of God can be present today. And the sin that you are holding as a dingle hopper can disappear. 
And if you are uh, going to fill the blanks in the insert in your bulletin, here they come. Jesus will give you, instead of sin, salvation. Instead of confusion, clarity. Instead of slavery, he will give you freedom. And instead of death, you guessed all right, he will give you life. I'm going to tell you the story. I'm telling stories all day today about Shrek, the sheep. Okay? He became famous for hiding out in caves by himself for six years. Because of his isolation, his fleece was never shorn. It grew and grew and grew. By the time he was finally found, the amount of fleece, fleece, that fleece that came away from his body weighed 60 pounds. Most sheep have fleece that weighed less than 10 pounds. For six years, Shrek carried six times the regular weight of his fleece. All because he was away from his shepherd. It took only 25 minutes to take the flea away from this sheep. He came back. They could have a mattress with that thing, huh? <laughs> Maybe for camping next week, people. <laughs> for six years. Christ can easily lift the burdens we bear if we only stop hiding. If we only come clean and stop hiding. I'm going to show you a video. And uh, hopefully it works. Hopefully we can uh, turn the lights off. And you are going to see how is that the sheep follow only the voice of the shepherd. Go ahead. Turn. Thank you. One more time. Oh, one is one is Oh my God. 
this is amazing. One more. One more. Oh, made him go away. Oh my god. Was that cool or what? Oh my god. <laughs> you will never have the same again. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't believe the will be a family. Isn't that cool? They follow only the shepherd voice. They know his voice. His love. Right there and look at John where we are. 10.11 says this. Back in the Old Testament, the Lord says, God said that he will rescue us, that he himself will come and look for us, that he is the shepherd. And here in the New Testament, Jesus says this. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. You know what? His love it's not conditional. You don't have to be good at being good. You don't have to do that. He died for you. And nothing will change that. Nothing that you do or you don't do will change that he died for you. You don't have to wait until he comes back to uh, experience the kingdom. The freedom from slavery, from sin are available today. You know, a friend of mine uh, told me a week, a couple of weeks ago, we, we got together and she told me, she's a brand new Christian, and uh, her seal in her spirit said, born 2014. And uh, she said, before I knew Christ, I was like an Eeyore. You know, I have this cloud here in, on top of me, rain all day. Whether it was sunny outside, it was like all such a bad thing. And now, she said, after I know Jesus, I'm like a tiger. <laughs> I'm jumping around. I cannot stop smiling. And believe me, this friend of mine has a lot of problems. And it's not the way that she looks. I mean, not that the problems went away, but it's the way that she looks at the problems that make the difference. Because Jesus goes ahead of her. And she knows that sometimes she feels like Eeyore and she just needs to shake it off. Go back to the scripture. And remember that the shepherd is ahead of her, guiding her. Friends, maybe you are not like one of those notorious sinners in Luke 15. Maybe you follow his voice. Maybe you know him very well. But I have good for, news for you. Others need to know about him too. It's not, this is not just about the ones that are coming back. Your life experiences, just like this being in Eeyore and now being a tiger, is just right there, your testimony. You don't have to be very good at it. You just have to tell the story how it is. And other ones need to know about him. Uh, we were reading a book in, um, in a running class, and uh, the author said that we need to be very intentional about the ways we share the scripture and the way how we share Jesus. And he suggested some of them. And one caught my attention. He said that every day at 3.16 uh, p.m., his alarm of his, of his, on his phone goes off in reference to John 3.16. And he texts, calls, or sends an email to someone every day at 3.16 just to encourage them. 
There are ways, very easy ways, that you can show Jesus to others if you are not one of those notorious sinners. There was a, a friend of mine that uh, told me last winter in the middle of the storm, of uh, we were, uh, I don't know what we were doing, but she said, why don't, we, uh, why don't you put together a DR trip to the Dominican Republic and uh, go and show Jesus to the families there? So we are going. We are going to the Dominican Republic uh, in January, in the middle of the storm. We're going to pack our bags, and we're going to go. So maybe there is a family here that wants to go with us. I don't know. If you have money to spend after the holidays, if you um, don't mind that your kids will miss a week of school, you are a member of the church, come join us. Send me an email. Tell me, sure, I want to come. And we'll talk more about it. This is not something that we plan as a church. It's something that a few families got together and we're just going to go. And maybe you're going to tell me, well, I'm not going to go to, to um, the Dominican. I'm, um, my phone is not going to go off at 316. And I don't even know the scriptures. I don't know how Jesus talks today. Well, Robert is going to teach a class. Just starts this Thursday. But lucky you, you know. This week starts a new class that will tell you all about this book. This is how God speaks today. We say that maybe he doesn't talk to us. Have you opened his mouth lately? He will speak to you very clearly and easy in Spanish. You know, that's so easy. (laughs) Piece of cake. So come to Robert's class. He will be right there outside answering some questions for you if you have questions about that. Look for opportunities to show God's love. I can only be thankful and remember that all him amazing grace, how sweet the sound. For I was lost and now I'm found. Can you see yourself the way God sees you? Do you see the world like Jesus does? Do you know Jesus? Can you recognize his voice? He called his own sheep by name, and leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they follow him because they know his voice. I'm going to ask Jeff to come, and he is going to tell us what happened this morning at the prayer meeting, and then I'm going to come back and tell you what's next. Yes, as many of you know, we... We gather together and pray before the service, and one of the words that came, uh, you know, we, we talked to the worship team and said, is there a word that's coming to your mind before we start praying? And, and Brian said, yeah, anticipation. I feel like God's going to do something and expect something. And as we started seeking the Lord and asking what he, what he might be saying to us today, it was very interesting because um, someone said, I feel like God's going to make paths smooth. Um, but not necessarily clear out all the issues. He's just going to make it feel smooth because you're with him. And someone has said, wow, I just had this idea that, you know, as Jesus was submitted to the Holy Spirit and let him lead him into the wilderness, allowed him to lead him into different places, we too should imitate Jesus and and allow the Holy Spirit to lead us. And then someone shared this verse in Proverbs. He said, if we'll just trust in the Lord with all our heart and not depend on our own understanding... And seek his will in all we do. He'll show us which path to take. 
Now, you got to know, these guys have not listened to Rayleigh's pre-message, pre-sermon. They don't know this Holy Spirit speaking to him this morning. And the last thought was this. And I'm going to invite some of the, I asked a, a couple of the youth, a few of the youth, they wanted to help me pray today and, and the rest of our prayer team to come up. Good night. Well, come up after the song. Is this. Maybe you've been walking for a long time with something you've been carrying. And you just think, I, I don't know what to do anymore. Matter of fact, God's going to have to speak to me to make something happen. Why don't you come up today and let us pray with you? and brush up against Jesus in prayer, and let's see if he doesn't do something today. Thank you, Jeff. So I'm going to ask the worship team to come. We are going to reflect on the words of this song. I I want you to stay seated. I'm going to ask the lights when they're ready to, uh, not all the lights off, but some kind of smooth, Let's reflect on the words of the prayer meeting and the ones that I just spoke, that he did speak. <laughs> 